the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where we encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area and help men and women get control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality exist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here's your hosts, John, Ed, and Blaine. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Ruthie today and Blaine Nurse. If this is your first time you ever join us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cyclist homelessness and to help men and women. Hey folks, I just want to welcome you um, to our show. Good evening and I hope everything's being blessed with you. We have a great title tonight of our show. It's going to be, I'm a Sinner, Are You? But we always have our praise report. Ruthie, Blaine, welcome to the show. I hope you both are doing well. It's good to have Ruthie along with us again. Yes, I'm very excited. She's, yeah, we just might have to have her all the time now. Uh, having Thank a you. woman in the uh, radio station, she's organized. Yeah, well, you know, that keeps us organized, too. Absolutely. It's good to be here. It's good, good to have you. Good. So, you know, I know we have the topic tonight. Tonight's a great topic. Um, I know that they're, um, that the world doesn't like to be classified or certain people don't like to be classified, but um, I think it's going to be a great topic. I know that we'd like to start off the, the show with Praise Report. Would you, anybody have a comment on what they would like to talk about from last weekend or last week? Well, you know what? It was, uh, we're seeing a lot of different faces, you guys. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. And um, it looked very, very quiet at our first stop. And uh, I don't even know if uh, we were able to even hand out, no, not all the food and the burritos. But uh, the second stop, there was a lot of new faces, and there was a, there was a lot of good prayer. It was good to see Dean and Victoria. Um, you know, we've built relationship with mm-hmm. so many folks out there. And praise God, but they can count on us. You know, again, they can count on us being there just serving the Lord and having food uh, for, their, for their tummies and food for their soul. And uh, just getting that word out and praying for him, it was uh, the second stop was uh, exciting, and um, we were able to get some good prayer out. You, you, you're absolutely correct on that. Um, usually, Wells Park is always much bigger than the Promenade, but the Promenade this time was a lot bigger. But you know what? Did you notice how they kept Trink going in? Yes. Oh, and yeah. and then and it just kept coming and coming. So yeah, I was. I, we are seeing a lot of new faces, and I'm I'm getting reports on that because. Um, down in San Diego, they're they're starting to ticket people and find them and tell them they can't see there, so they're just moving around. So I think they're going to be moving a lot around into us. Ruthie, do you have anything you'd like to say about? I do. I do have a praise to share. So um, uh, one of the men that comes from time to time, I don't see him every week, but he comes uh, frequently. He was coming to the table to get some pasta and, some, and a burrito, and um, I asked him how he was doing. His name's Michael, and he said, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better. He said, I think God is answering my prayers. Amen. Yeah, he Amen. said he's feeling a lot more clear-minded. He said things aren't great, but he said things are better. And he feels like God's hearing his prayers. And I just thought that was so great, you know, that he sees a difference. 
um, that prayer is making a difference in his life, and that just encouraged me so much. You know, it really is. And um, like you were just um, mentioning, Blaine, about Vic, uh, Dean and uh, oh, Vicky. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you, these two, we seen, we knew them for a long time. Matter of fact, we baptized her. Yes, we did. And yes, we did. Yes. And so um, even though they ha- live in their own place now, they still come out and visit. And I think that's a great thing because we still, like you said, we had that relationship. So, yeah, um, Mike, I, there's two couple mics out there I know. I'm trying to think who the other mic you're talking about. He wears about. a hat, like a gardener's hat. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've been noticing him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, great. I'm really happy that God's answering his prayer. I am too. So, Great. There's, um, you know, what we ran into, though, also is there is a, you know, the world has their own interpretation of God, and um, we're out there to give them the truth, what we believe is the truth. It's the way, the truth, the life, of course, Jesus. Um, we're out there to really share the word, and, um, you know, sometimes we need to be, you know, we can be long-suffering or patient and listening to folks, but then it comes back down to, well, but the Bible says, you know. so. Absolutely. But that's good. You know, when people have whatever they're believing in and they're talking to us, at least we can share, well, this is what the Bible says. And so at least they're getting some coaching and some some understanding. Absolutely. And and that's what it's all about. It's about giving them the message and, and giving them God and giving them that hope, you know, because we see there's no hope out there. You can yeah. just tell by the way they the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they just act. It's just that they are. I, they see too much, and they and that and the devil's just out there just wearing them down, and so it's we give them that hope, and we give them that um, we give them support. We're we're there with the listening ear, and so and we you know and the great thing is um, God is doing a tremendous amount of work out there. He really yeah. is, and each each weekend I notice more and more about that. So. Yeah, all righty. We all good, guys? We're going to go on to our topic. Okay, we're, um, tonight's topic again, folks, is um, I'm a sinner and are you. That's an interesting topic. Um, God put me on um, that on my heart when I was thinking about the message that we were going to give. And I was wondering, you know, a lot of people don't want to think that they're a sinner. Um, you know, it's a negative type. It's a down type. They think that, you know, as long as I do good and i try to do good that you know i'm not a bad person and i can i can get into heaven because i i i help people out i you know i try to contribute to things you know to certain you know entities and stuff like that but you know god call, says then romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god and you know i'm glad that um I, i'm that i'm a sinner because my hope is in a Savior. My Savior is Jesus Christ, That's and right. I know who he is. You know, a lot of people don't know. When Mary, when Mary talked to the angel, and the angel says, you're going to have a child, and this is who it's going to be, and his name's going to be Jesus. You know what the Hebrew name in Hebrew is for Jesus? A, a salvation. Oh. And you know salvation. It talks about that throughout the Bible. And it goes all the way back into Exodus fifteen two, and it talks about salvation, about that, and that's where Jesus is at. And you know, because people say, "I never, I didn't know that." It doesn't say about Jesus in the Bible. Yes, it does. And um, in Exodus fifteen two, it says, "The Lord is my strength and my defense; 
and he has become my salvation. And salvation, again, that's the name of Jesus. And people were known by their names and what it was. It was representing, you know. Mm Like we had a few of them. So, so uh, th- throughout the Bible, we have it in Isaiah twelve two. It talks about salvation. So when you start to look back in the Bible and you start seeing salvation, that's talking about Jesus. And so Jesus was the forerunner, and he came to save us. And that led me to wrote down, says, all people have sinned and need a Savior. Jesus Christ made this possible through his sacrifice on a cross. And that led me to sins has consequences. And I can take you the very first uh, consequences there was, was in Genesis 3, 1 through 19. And when the devil came to Eve and was tempting her about eating the fruit off the tree. And he made it so enticing and so good that she thought, man, I'm going to get wisdom. I'm going to get knowledge. I'm going to get this. I'm going to be like a God. I'm going to be like God. And that's how the devil works, you know. And But when we sin, we have consequences. And you know what happened with that consequence, right? You're out of here. And, you know, God kicked him out of the Garden of Eden. And, he, you know, and that's where salvation came in there, too, because you shall bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. And so God already had salvation planned for us, folks. So, and, you know, um, and so I, I would recommend you to read three, uh, um, Genesis 3 again, verses 1 to 19, and you can get a lot of grasp of the, the consequence it has. Not only in that, it says in Psalms 27, 9, about consequences there, too. And on 729 in Psalms, it says, Do not, um, David knew very well of what sin did. He was a repentant man, and he knew, and he said, man, he, he'd always cry out to God, God, do not take your spirit away from me, because he knew what God would do, and he knew because of the Old Testament. Do not hide your face from me, and do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help, and it goes on to say, do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. So David was a man who had had a heart after God, but he knew the consequences of sin. And so, um, and then, you know, and then nowadays, God tells us to say, you need to stay away from people that can lead you to sin. <clears throat> I know when um, I gave my life to Christ and I knew when I was walking in with the walk of God that I had friends that I couldn't be around anymore because I didn't have a lifestyle like that anymore. Alcohol. You know, and that it's just that I just didn't have that because I would be enticed or they would say, hey, you can have one or two. It's not going to hurt you. That was my walk. I just that was not my thing. I wanted to walk with God. I didn't want no hindrance. I have enough hindrance on my own, let alone being astray by people. And God talks about that. And he talks about that in First Timothy 522. And it says here says, do not be hasty in laying on hands. That means don't get all upset and try to fight with someone. And do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. And and we get these four warnings because it's not saying that our friends are trying to be mean or anything. It's just like, you know, when there's sin in the world and people don't realize that they're a sinner or they're in need of a Christ, they don't know what they're doing. And we that's where we come in and we, we tell them, hey, look, you know, that the devil is very cap, uh, crafty in the way he works. He's been doing this for a long, long time, and he knows how to get to people. 
If he can't get you one way, he's going to come through another door. And he'll try to use friends. He'll try to use family. He'll try to use anything he can. And so um, what we need to do, we need to keep our eyes focused on God. I know when I, I, when I, I'm, I was thinking about this last night again, how thankful that I have an anchor that's hooked on to Christ on his throne. Because right when I start to stray, I get this yank on my cord. And that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, look, you know, you're, you're, you're going into a little bit of troubled waters here. You need to start watching what you're doing. And I think that's – but the, but the best thing is on top of that is knowing that God is like that. But God gives us hope. I have hope. I know what's going to happen when I pass away or when God calls me home. I know I have a place prepared for me that was already and that Jesus will come himself and take us away and take us home. So I know what I have. A lot of people fear death, uh, you know, and that's another stronghold of the the devil has. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with sin. So I'm going to hold right there. I got a couple more that I can go down with. Um, but um, Yeshua and, you know, is the name of Jesus. And that is his Hebrew name. And so, Ruthie, I'm going to shoot it over to you. Okay. Thank you, John. I think that when you talk about sin, I think a lot of people think that that is um, old-fashioned, that that's kind of an outdated concept uh, that was for another time, another era. But the Bible clearly teaches about sin, and the Bible is true, and the Bible is relevant today. Mm -hmm. So I have a a few scriptures I want to share uh, that talk about sin. I want to share first John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, Romans 5, 8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And 1 Peter two twenty four, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. And first John two two, he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, That's clear. That what a great list you have, Ruthie. There's uh, there's a lot there. There is, and and that's the thing about it. When we acknowledge that we have sin, and we know that we we're in the need of a savior and that is Yeshua, Christ Jesus, then we have hope. And when we got hope, God can work with that. And, and you know, um, my scripture, I have a scripture here, and, and it says, we should cast all of our cares on Christ Jesus. And I got that out of Hebrews 12, uh, excuse me, Hebrews 8, verse 12, and it says here, I will forgive their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. That is one of the gracious gifts that is of God, of his grace, of his mercy, his grace. And for his grace, it means I don't have to earn it, folks. I just got to ask for it and um, and, and believe because there is so much truth in the Bible. I mean, you can go back from the beginning of Genesis, like I was just showing you, that um, we have a Savior through salvation, which is Christ Jesus, and all the way to Revelations. And 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 all it is is acknowledging that you need a Savior. And 
my Savior and is I'm blessed, you know, because God has opened my eyes so where I can see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I I'm thankful because I thought I enjoyed that life before and 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 it was interesting times it really was, but um, I I am so glad that God I heard the bell I heard God call and you know and that I just I love it. Well, you know I love the, the title you guys. I mean I am a sinner. Are you? You know that's a great question. And I just wanted to share with the group that um, you know I had a period in life. Um, Cheryl and I uh, have been able to teach Bible study most of our lives to kids. And I was with the youth group. I was with the junior high schoolers for about eight years at a certain church. And I would let them know. I would let them know that they are sinners. You know, I can imagine these junior high schoolers going home going, hey, Mr. Blaine called us sinners today. But it wasn't really name calling. Okay, I think we got to make that clear to everybody. Yes. You know, this the title of this show is I Am a Sinner, Are You?, Once we realize we're a sinner, then we are, as you said, John, you, Ruthie, with those scriptures, then we know we are in need of a Savior. And so, yeah, I would take it kind of lightly. Sin, we shouldn't take lightly. Right. But but with the kids, I really wanted to get them to at least understand that they failed, you know, whether it was by lying or stealing a pen or whatever they're growing up to be and who we are, because the Bible says that, as you already said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Ruthie, you had mentioned that um, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the message that we give, not only when we're out on those streets or in the parks, is to our family and friends. They need to know that we're not pointing fingers. Yes. They, they right. have to know yes. that God himself said that we are all sinners. Right. And so, John, your message and mine over the last six months— Definitely six months. You and I have been coaching people. We've been sharing with folks and say, come as you are. You know, don't try and clean up your act. Don't try and say, oh, tomorrow I'm going to do this and this. And then it never happens. Absolutely. You know, today is the day of salvation. And um, I, want to, I want to read a very popular scripture. Um, it, describes, it describes our sin, but it, it gives us the remedy. So I think I'll go ahead and read that right now. Okay. I'm going to read out of Romans 8, 20. Through 23, it says, For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have, you have your fruit to the holiness and to the end everlasting life. And here's our scripture folks, mm-hmm. write it down. It is Romans 8:23 or 6:23 and it says for the wages of sin is death. But it doesn't stop there folks. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, you know, the Bible speaks a lot about sin. Tonight we're speaking a lot about sin. I think each and every one of us, if we were to judge ourselves according to the law, the Ten Commandments, we would find ourselves guilty. But um, but the wages of that sin is death. But in the beginning, as you said, John, in the beginning, you know, Yahshua, Jesus was part of salvation. He was all over the Old Testament. The old, entire Old Testament was about Jesus. And here we have him speaking when he showed up on the scene and said, hey, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man enters into the Father's kingdom except through me. Why is that? You know what? I, I want to answer my own question, but I want to talk to you two about that. Why is it that Jesus is the only 
way, the truth, and the life. People say, oh, that sounds so shallow. I mean, what do we have to, to back that? Any, any ideas, Ruth, on your heart? Why Jesus is the only way to salvation? Yeah. Well, well sin entered the world through Adam, and sin is uh, a breaking of, of God's laws, God's commandments. He's coming, yeah. And uh, in the Old Testament, God gave us a picture of that sure where did. they would offer sacrifices because the Bible says for the wages of sin is death. Yep. I don't know why the wages of sin is death, but God says it is, and he's God, so that's what the wages are. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and I think and what we want to look at is, is because Jesus paid the price for that sin. I think mm-hmm. you read that scripture, Ruthie. He paid not only for some sins, mm-hmm. he paid for all oh, the sins of the world. All the sins of the world and for so all time. And so he owns it. He's the only one who paid for it. And then, of course, we have the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ Uh of the resurrection. That is our hope as believers. So as we look at ourselves, folks, and we be honest with ourselves and we can see what God's law tells us, what God's word tells us, we just got to put our hands in the air and say, guilty, I am a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. You know, Mm -hmm. we want Jesus Christ paid the price. You know, the things that we taught about when we were teaching Sunday school was this. When Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. Uh I was on his mind. So to let a a junior high schooler know that Jesus didn't know them at that time, well, yes, he did. And when when he was on that cross, all of humanity was on his mind. He was paying for all the sins of the world. And by doing that, you read the scripture, Ruthie, about propitiation in 1 John. He is the propitiation. He is the way. He paid the price. And guess what, guys? It's free. It's grace. I think you said this, John. None of us can earn it. Not one of us. None of us are righteous. No, not one. It's all about grace. And, folks, I sure hope this message helps you out because it's God's word, and we need to know that we are saved by grace. Amen on that. And I'm going to tell you, through one man's sin in the world came through Adam, one man's sin, who was Christ Jesus, took that sin away and cast it upon him. Only through the blood of Christ are we saved, and through by his blood that cleanses us. It is because he went to the cross, he, he had his burial, was resurrected on the third day, took the keys away from Satan. Satan and his little demons were up there partying out, thinking they take out the, the Christ. He took out God, but nay, to their surprise, he didn't take out anything, and his time is short. And the greatest gift is, is that you don't have to earn it. You just said it, Blaine. There is no earning this. It's, it's a free gift. All you got to do. I don't know if you just turned, you were turning the stations and you came across this station and you started listening to it. Or maybe you are going through this time right now that you're in a place that, man, I, I, I need a Savior. I need this Jesus. I need, I, I, I am a sinner. I, I don't want this life no more then you can. It just takes as simple as opening your mouth and confessing and believing in your heart that you can accept this man. And I'm going to give this over to Blaine, and I'm going to let Blaine, I'm going to let you go ahead, and I always want to do it myself, but I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to let you go ahead and say the sinner's prayer. And if you're in need of a Savior, his name is Christ Jesus Yeshua, and I... 
All you got to do is believe in it and ask for it. Blaine? You know, and that's right. You know, this whole message tonight, not only saying it, the message is the gospel that, that we went over tonight, you guys, that the that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, yes. and that the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, you know, we talked about this last week. That um, we do, we coach people in, into this prayer of inviting Jesus in, you know. Mm-hmm. But but we talked about this that you know we're not saved by that prayer saying, "Oh, I said the prayer right uh, it's not twenty that. years ago." It says, "Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, and you will be saved." So. Um, the scripture talks about many things, but if you want to be forgiven of your sin, if you want to know you're, you're, you've got a, you're written in the book of the Lamb's book of God and you want eternal life, just know it's through Christ Jesus and confessing him and inviting him into your life. So if you want to say a prayer and invite Jesus in and become born again tonight, follow these words. And there's no patent, you guys. There's no patent. It just can be real simple. So folks, just say, Dear Jesus... I'm inviting you into my life today to be my Lord and my Savior. I confess to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sin. But I want to thank you, Jesus, for paying for those sins. So I'm inviting you, Jesus, into my life to be my Lord and Savior, to forgive me of my sin, And I choose today to follow you from this day forward. Come into my heart. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me. I give you my life now. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if you have said that prayer, you are born again. You have a new life. There is a place prepared for you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I would tell you so. And he's going to get you a room in his mansion. You will have your place, and your name has been added into the book of life, and that is the greatest thing that anybody can do on this whole entire world is to get their name written in that book of life. And um, you're going to have joy forevermore. You're going to be with the Lord, and I just can't explain enough how excited I am if someone out there did pray uh, pray that i'm excited for you if you accepted jesus in your life before and your walk with him what a great what a great thing to do ruthie blaine i'm going to give you last chat shout out real quick yeah i'll send it to ruthie <laughs> i'm going to read one more scripture first john 4 8 9 whoever does not love does not know god but god is love this is how god showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him what a way to end the show. Yeah, all right, folks. Well, we thank you for watching the show. We want to give a shout-out to our partners. Hey, thank you, Goodwill, for helping us with the clothes. Kim and Anna, Javier over at uh, Sombreros, thank you for helping us with the food. You got you and your family. We really thank you. Stephen Forsythe over at the El Cajon One Church, we really appreciate you helping us out. And also Tim and Jeremy over at Skyline, we really appreciate your help helping the homeless too. Folks, I hope this show has touched your heart tonight. I know that Jesus is there with open arms. Reach out and grab him. God bless each and every one of you.
Thank you for listening to Cornerstone Radio. Join us again next week at the same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and general contributions are always welcome and will make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.